Good morning. My name is Koenig and welcome to episode 49. I hope that you all are doing well. Mercury just came out of retrograde. I don't know if you believe in those things, but hopefully we're going to move into a period where things kind of align a bit more. So, and we have a full moon. I love watching the moon because I find it to be so mysterious. Now, I try not to write about grief as much as I used to before. Mostly because I've outgrown a lot of the situations that my life has thrown my way. Um, But today I woke up and I had some letting go to do. So I opened my journal and I wrote a note for my dad. In my note I explained to him that I missed him and that sometimes I really wish I could have been kinder to him after he left my mother. But she treated me like I was an extension of his existence and I had to deal with that. And it made me angry, so I was mad at him. And I will acknowledge that we mended our relationship and he was such a big part of my life after that. I mean, not financially, but he was there to listen when I wanted to speak. And when I worked two jobs, he would pick me up at 12 a.m. after my second job and drive me home. No matter how tired he was. And he taught me to get over my fear of driving again. Um, And he was also there to support me in all of my silly little endeavors. You know, he was my biggest fan. And he read every single page of my book. And he read it like three times. And he would give me feedback. And he would show it to everybody. Um, He really did show up for the years that he wasn't able to, you know, before that. Um, the last time I saw him before he died, he gave me a big hug and he told me to follow my dreams and not to come back to Trinidad if I'm not happy here. You know, he's like, you can make it out there. You can. If anybody can do it, you can. And his last conversation with me was over the phone. I remember clearly because I was getting groceries and he called me because he was slipping in and out of coherent thoughts and he called me to tell me that he thought my brother dropped me off somewhere and he needed to pick me up because he knows that I couldn't drive so he was thinking about a younger version of me I had to explain to him that I wasn't close by and I was still in Spain and it broke my heart because I knew he needed to get help to make that phone call and I could hear him trying to figure out a way to get to me so that I would be alright. And even as I wrote down what I was feeling this morning, I was riddled in grief. I cried for an hour straight. <laughs> I mean, I was just like in tears because I couldn't help but feel like I wasn't there for him when he needed me. So I wrote him a letter because I... I knew that he would understand and in my letter to him I wanted to apologize for the years that I was angry and for not being here with him when he battled cancer and by the time I was back home he was unable to speak properly and the cancer was too far along because the chemo seemed to make him feel worse um, and my family said he was waiting for me to come home before he died 
and I know that they mean well by saying it, but it doesn't make me feel good to hear it. Um, the most heartbreaking thing I've ever had to do was um, break the news to my mother that he passed away. She, I, she just, she just broke. And I also wrote a second note for myself today to acknowledge that this pain still lives inside of me, but it's not a bad pain. You know, I'm holding on to all the good memories, the long drives, the singing, the lessons that he taught me along the way. And today I'm sharing all of this with you because I think it's important when we acknowledge that our bodies are holding on to something. Because I thought that I was supposed to be ready when he died in 2020. I thought that I was supposed to be ready to say goodbye because, you know, after all, he was in his 70s and he'd been ill for a while and he wasn't getting better but i still held on to faith you know that you know people can get better even on the last that last three percent you know and i you know i told myself at at your age or in your 30s you'd be ready for this you'd be fine you know because his health had been declining and he was already living in a care facility because he it was hard to take care of him and move him around so I said I was supposed to be ready. And my family, as well as myself, we knew what was coming. So I thought I was supposed to be ready. But I was not. <laughs> I was not ready. And it's, when I think about it, you know, we are given so few messages from society. And the ones that we are given on like this topic, they seem very mixed about how we should appropriately feel about grieving for our parents you know the unstated message is that when a parent is elderly that death is somehow less of a loss to us than other losses you know the message that is sent is that grief for a dead parent is entirely isn't entirely appropriate like you shouldn't grieve for a dead parent because after all you know it's the natural order of things so when a parent dies, we are supposed to be prepared for this normal life passage, or at least be more ready to accept when it happens. You know, and we're expected to just pick ourselves up and dust off your feet and close the wound quickly and move on. You know, I had cool because I would be like, you know, you don't need a lot of time to get over it, but... Just because the death of a parent is commonplace in society and it's the quote-unquote natural order of things, that doesn't mean that a person can or should be expected to simply or quickly bounce back from it. When a parent dies, it could be unexpectedly devastating. And this loss really can take you by surprise. And I didn't find a lot of helpful resources to help me deal with that. Um, So... I just wanted to share a few suggestions for coping when a parent dies. I know that some of you may not need this, but also some people may need to hear this. So I'm just putting it into the universe. And, you know, we're going to start by saying, don't expect to be ready for the natural order of things because you won't be. And also never let anyone belittle your loss or make you feel guilty for grieving as deeply as you need to or hurry you through your grief you know you are entitled to feel all of grief's intricacies and all of its intensity 
because grieving for a parent like all grief can be exhausting emotionally physically and spiritually so you need to be kind kinder to yourself or just kind in general about your feelings because this kind of grief and that work takes time so the process must not be hurried and it's never entirely over um and even as an adult don't be surprised if you have feelings of abandonment and uncertainty that you may experience because grief does not expire rather grief comes and goes and then it comes again so be prepared for that and lastly if you feel you need to seek out support from people who've dealt with grief um, maybe a friend who cares maybe if you need to see somebody professional because you don't want to talk to your friends that's fine too but do that if you need to reach out reach out because yes when a parent dies it's the natural order of things but taking the time to grieve for them should be as well I did not take the time to grieve when my dad died I went about my day I went to work um and then sometimes I'd be at work and it hit me in waves but that's how I used to deal with things I used to when something bad happened in my life I would just push myself into work because I knew that I could work and it would keep me busy so I had to learn to not hurry through my grief I had to learn to not push down my grief so thank you again for staying with me today I don't know if you know it but thank you because I needed to say this more than I anticipated and I'm going to send this to you with a lot of love in the universe and some peace have a great day and remember that I love you and we'll talk soon